Hunter, Hunter, hold up real quick before you go. Can you promise me something? Can you promise me that Friday before you step into that ring with me, that you retrieve your balls from Stephanie's purse? Oh, we're back, baby. It's a Chick Foley show. A lot to talk about. This is Phil Gentile, the hot take kid here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. And uh, I have the lovely Sheena Phelps, a.k.a. Chick Foley. Not on the other side of the world anymore. She's kind of close now. What's going yeah. on, Sheena? How are you? Not a whole lot, man. I'm coming to you live from the Hillbilly Gym's backyard this week. Um, You know, as most of you guys know, we're still visiting family here in Kentucky. Um, Still displaced, you know, kind of just living that nomad life, uh, being in between, being settled. Um, I know you know all about that. You're just kind of getting settled back in yourself after your home reno. So um, pretty soon you and I will be back to like life as usual. That's going to be very strange, huh? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's been a while yeah. since we've we've both been like in a stable home environment, but uh, it'll definitely be good for the podcast. It'll be good for us recording some extra Patreon stuff. So I'm excited for that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. Before we get into anything, she we need to address the uh, the big news of the week here for the Chick Foley Show. Pretty exciting stuff. Once you uh, take the ball and run with it. Yeah, um, we have some pretty exciting news. Ringside Collectibles, uh, the number one online retailer for wrestling toys, in case you didn't know, um, is now sponsoring the Chick Foley Show. We partnered with them, and uh, they're sending us some stuff to review, and um, it's just been it's just been really exciting. We love Ringside Collectibles. We're huge fans, and to be able to partner with someone like that um, is, is just a super cool opportunity. Oh, for sure. It's awesome. We love those guys. Uh, definitely now with the... Uh distribution problems in a lot of the stores they've been my go-to for a lot of hard to find figures and i know you've been the same way living over in hawaii mm-hmm. for several years so sheena's been doing a great job with the uh we would do, we'd do some unboxing videos on the patreon but she does a lot of them on her instagram but uh for these figures that uh ringside is gonna be sending us sheena is gonna be doing them on youtube we're gonna be posting them to social media posting them to uh, uh our website on patreon as well Facebook, all over the place. So anybody will be able to watch them. And, uh, you know, this is an honest take on what she thinks of the figures, same as same as both of us do. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Ringside is not the ones who make these figures. It's Mattel. But uh, yeah. so we're going we're not gonna to hold back. If we don't like something, we're going to tell you. But uh, we recently got a uh, Hardy Boys box set, Elites, those new brood that came out. You're, oh, yeah. You opened those up. So, but without any spoilers, um, they look pretty damn cool. And you can find that video on our social media, on Twitter and, and Instagram. Uh, Sheena unboxed those, and it was a pretty awesome video. We've got now up to 100 subscribers on our YouTube page, so that's pretty cool. Check it out over there. And, um, yeah, so pretty cool news, and uh, nothing really is going to change with the podcast except we'll have more stuff to unbox and hopefully more stuff to give you. Sheena was impatient and bought herself a set, so she's sending me the <laughs> yeah. other one. So yep. that's that's a good thing. So a lot of cool stuff happening for us, Sheena. So thank you guys for listening and supporting us without you guys uh, none of this would be possible obviously so it's there's a lot of thanks goes to you 
For sure, for sure. And we also, um, for our Patreon members, we just started a private group on Facebook. It's going to be more figure focused than our Instagram account. You know, our Instagram account, we cover everything, you know, what's weird in wrestling, news, current events, um, just everything that's going on in the wrestling world. Uh, But this is going to be more figure focused. And um, if you have not, if you're not a Patreon yet, you can definitely um, go to Chick-Foley or patreon.com backslash Chick-Foley show and check that out. And if you are a Patreon and you're listening to this and you have not received an invite yet and you want to be a part of that Facebook group, please hit us up via Twitter or um, the Instagram DMs and we'll make sure that we get you added to that. So, Sheena, a dollar a month supports us and shows us that you guys like what we do, dig what we do. You get a shout-out on the podcast. Uh, We'll email you our notes that Sheena puts together every single week. You get automatic entry into all of our wrestling figure giveaways. We're about to give away some figures here on the show. And you get access to this Facebook group. With I don't know why it took us so long to set up a Facebook group. It's We have about 30 people in it now. It's been awesome. People are selling stuff. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah. it's awesome. I check it every, like, well, I want to say every couple hours, but it's probably about every 20, 30 minutes. Uh, when I'm when I'm working, but uh, yeah, we, people have been posting uh, videos of their collections, and uh, we got a, a bunch of good good folks in there. So it's been pretty cool. D- definitely need to check that out. For a dollar a month, you can support the show and interact with a bunch of us. We have extra stuff that we want to sell, or we're looking for something. We'll we'll get on there, and you can trade and and buy and sell stuff from people that you actually can can trust that are part of the Foley family. So pretty pretty cool for stuff. Sure. Um, sure. We want to plug our friends over at Collar and Elbow. You can follow them. Uh, go to their website collarandelbowbrand.com we've been singing their praises you can use code chick c-h-i-c-k for 10% off their shirts are the best and you can get some uh, cool Chick Foley show swag over at prowrestlingtees.com and uh, a lot of cool stuff going on if you want to hit us up if you have any questions or concerns or comments it's askchickfoley at gmail.com or our DM- DMs are open uh, we we uh, you know, we're, we're open to any kind of criticism that uh, you guys have. You want to tell us how great you are, um, yeah. un- un- unless you're um, Toy Guru 247 who on Twitter this week told me that he hopes my son gets cancer. So that was that was fun. So, Ouch. Yeah, yeah, Toy Guru 247 if you want to uh, talk to him on Twitter and tell him how cool it was for him to say that to me. So, yeah. Don't yep. don't be don't be a, a turd troll and don't say horrible things like that because karma is a biatch, people. For sure, uh, we are going to get inside the squared circle here. We had an awesome takeover event the other night, and um, yeah, if you were singing the praises of AEW Double or Nothing, this show kind of took it to another level for me, Sheen. I don't know what you think, but uh, it reminded me what I what I love so much about WWE and, and NXT specifically. This was another. I mean, we say it every single time. This show from top yeah. to bottom was pretty pretty damn solid. Man, oh man, oh man. This was TakeOver 25. Um, it was, it just kind of came out of nowhere. You know, we're, we're so accustomed now to TakeOver's being in conjunction with a major WWE pay-per-view, but this was kind of a standalone show, and it just did not disappoint. Like, it... it Like from top to bottom, like you said, it was fantastic. It really truly shows you what is possible when you just give people like good storytelling, excellent in-ring work, and just don't overcomplicate the product, you know, and what they're doing in NXT right now and what they've been doing over the last several years with NXT is just better than anything out there. I mean, you cannot tell me, like, I don't care what any of the smirks say, like NXT is the best wrestling in the world right now. Like, hands down, bar none, better than AEW, better than WWE main main show stuff. I know when we say WWE, people are like, well, NXT is WWE. But when I say WWE, I'm talking about Raw, SmackDown, 
the the major pay-per-views and things like that. So just so you're clear on that. Um, it, it is just in freaking credible. Yeah, and it's also incredible. I forget who said this on Twitter, but it's it rings true that they've lost so much talent over And they the, still and they're still killing it. Still killing it with with you know, it's it's just a testament to the brand and I mean, we've been talking about takeover. This is takeover 25, which is boggles my mind in the first place, but I mean, you look yeah. at you look at the roster, you look at a typical Monday night or Tuesday night and 80% of those people on there came up through NXT for at least a little bit. And yeah. um, for them to have the shows that they're having and, and still have the talent they have now it's it's amazing and that just shows you if you need some kind of glimmer of hope for the main roster that you know things going to be okay this this show was a a great way to uh to testify that so uh what's what was your favorite night match of the night sheena i mean it's really hard it's it's really hard for me to pick um because there there's two matches that were just like complete standout matches i mean and okay so there's five matches on the card all five matches were like Great A matches, in my opinion. Um, probably the least, like if I had to put one kind of at the bottom, it would be the women's match. But that, I mean, that's still pretty freaking high praise because I, I thought it was an awesome match. Um, but my my heart is telling me like, oh my gosh, like Gargano and Cole was the best match of the night. Obviously, like I give that like an A++. Um, but I, I just absolutely freaking loved the tag team ladder match i thought that match from from bell to bell was just so freaking incredible fucking so brutal much action. Too. brutal and it was so well executed like everything just looked so smooth and just so like like i just loved all the storytelling in the match um you know jackson Riker came out and it was just kind of like you just didn't know what the hell was going to happen and i love a match where like halfway through the match i'm like i have no freaking idea Who's going to win this yeah, match? Yep. You know, because you chose you chose Lorcan and Birch. Um, that was your pick. And then I chose Undisputed Era. Neither one of us chose the Street <laughs> Profits. And then when I was watching the match, I was thinking like, holy crap, the Forgotten Sons are going to win this, you yeah, know? And yeah, like, yeah. so that just goes, that just goes to show you that like anything can happen. And those are the kinds of matches that make me love wrestling. Those are the kind of matches that get me excited to watch. Um, and I just feel like NXT does just, just does such an amazing job at that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the 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 match for me was Cole Gargano. It's pretty yeah. pretty easy, but that Riddle strong match kicked off the night so well, and that yeah. those guys were kicking the shit out of each other, man. There were some oh, moves yeah. in that match. I mean, Ronick Strong, he, he I I don't know what he's gonna do on the main roster, but just keep him in NXT. Right. He's the strongest fucking yeah. hand in the ring, man. I mean, he makes everything look legit. I mean, Riddle does too. But both of those guys, they just they just paired together so well. But Cole and Gargano, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page at 32 minutes. There were some of those matches on Double or Nothing that went 15, 16 minutes that I was looking at my watch at Jimmy's Seafood. Yeah. This did not feel like a 32-minute match. This was awesome no. storytelling. And I, I guess we can jump to that match now. I mean, the way they played off Cole attacking Gargano's knee and Gargano attacking mm-hmm. Cole's arm and how it kind of changed the course of the match. Um yeah, there were some moves in there that were incredible. I, I just that that match is just I don't know which one of those guys are going to go up first. I mean, obviously Cole with the title is not going anywhere for a while. Um, yeah, there was a there was a, I really like there was something I liked the the botched suicide dive from Gargano almost looked like it was a mess up, but I feel like they he almost messed that up on purpose. Because you know they're they're working the knee, he pulls the knee pad yeah. off, and he goes for the suicide dive and doesn't quite reach uh, Cole on the outside. 
and to be talented enough to mess up on purpose, you know that that's that's saying something. Gargano is a, is an awesome talent. Um, the double super kick, kick on the outside and knocked both of them out for a minute. Uh, there was a double, there was a stomp on Cole's arm, Adam Cole's arm, when Gargano was on the apron, and he basically just yeah, just like he did like a. Finn Balor's finishing move onto his arm, and I just thought he was going to get a compound fracture. So, again, another NXT just – I don't know how they do it. They're, they're awesome at storytelling, and they make everything look real and believable and makes you – you know, puts you into the match from beginning to end. Dude, and there were so many times, you know, like that it, it – like I legit thought it was three count. Like it was like it, – it, it was like 2.9, you know, and then they would kick out, and I'm like, oh, my God. And this, again, this was one of those matches. I mean, I had a – I had a kind of a feeling whenever um, Adam Cole had that, you know, he had the new entrance with like he had the rapper. Oh my God, his name escapes me. We literally just looked at him on Instagram. Josiah Williams, um, maybe? Josiah Williams, I think. Yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, he's got an Instagram and he like legit like go he he raps over top of um, wrestlers' entrance music and it's like really cool. Like I don't know, he just it just I don't know. I loved it um, and I loved his entrance and I was like, okay, this makes me feel like Cole's gonna win this um, and he just looked like a freaking champion had, had the gold on. Um, and man, they put on a freaking show. I mean, you got like the chance, like the mama Mia chance and the fight forever chance. And the crowd were just losing their flipping minds, which met, which always makes a show that much better when the, when the crowd is like fully invested and they like, you know, like, again, they don't know who's going to freaking win. Like it just gets you so excited. And man, this match was, it was five stars all the way. Yeah, and this is this is the length that pay per view should be really. Just you yes. can you can do double the pay per views. You can do give me a SmackDown and a Raw pay per view once a month if you can do this three hours two two forty five or whatever it is. Um, yeah, we, I mean five great matches. Like I was so entertained through this whole show, and I was bought in through the whole show because there was no like downtime. You know, there was no fluff, and there and it wasn't just like it wasn't so long that I was like burnt out. Right. Because I feel like if you get nonstop action for like four or five hours, yeah, you can totally get burned out of that. But like this is the pacing of these NXT shows and the um, the quality of the matches of these NXT shows and the quantity of the matches just makes these like incredible and easy to digest and amazing. And that's why we all are huge fans. Yeah. No six woman tag team match here with somebody dressed (laughs) like the lead singer queen. Yeah, for sure. for sure. Let's go into. I mean, Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze will get kind of glossed over. That was a great match, and I wanted it was to. Great. I, I talked to you. I, it sounds like Breeze on Twitter said that he asked to be put onto NXT, and it's a full time yes. thing. It's just not a one match thing. So that leads me to think, who else would benefit from you know expanding NXT to two hours on the network uh, and calling calling some guys down or up, whatever you want to call it. Who, who on the main roster do you think would benefit the most just off the top of your head from going back down and continuing to help build this NXT brand? Um, I think Chad Gable would be a good, would be a good one to go down there and really just kind of show what he's capable of. I mean, he hasn't really had, um, you know, hasn't really had his due on the main roster. You know, he kind of got put in a, ta- he's been in a tag team and he had a little bit, a mini tiny little cup of coffee on a singles run. And then he got put back in a tag team with um, rude. And all of a sudden it's like, he's just missing. So I would love to see um, Gable go back down and, you know, go to NXT. What about you? I was thinking Nakamura for like a year or so. Just bring him back down there and just let him be the kind of the veteran guy that Samoa Joe was mm-hmm. for a while and just, you know, go on the road with some of these young kids. Maybe even Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz is a guy that I feel like he was caught up like a year too early and now he's just kind of a joke on the main roster. I mean, I would love to see him go down there and maybe become a heel and just 
go off on people. Uh, and it's too early to say EC3, but guys like that, I feel like just needs to be on TV. He, I mean, he's been getting some spot times here and there on main event, but I mean, he deserves a bigger spotlight for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not going to use Buddy Murphy, take Buddy, bring Buddy Murphy back to NXT. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, if you're not going to use him on the main roster, then put him back in NXT because he is too good to be just like waiting in the wings, like never being seen on TV. Yeah, all these guys that are just sitting around on Raw and SmackDown. We went through the list last night, uh, last week of like the forty or so guys that haven't wrestled in the last two, three weeks. Uh, I don't see what the harm would be to give them some new life. Even you know somebody like Harper that wants to be released, you know, throw him onto NXT, yeah. you know, and see if he can change his mind about leaving. If he's under contract and you're paying him anyway, shit. Um, yeah, I feel like they have to be really good though. Um, I would never want them to like water down NXT with like people who are, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I would definitely want it to be like meaningful because they just have such a good dynamic down there. And Tyler Breeze is the perfect example. Like he, he was so over in NXT, and he, I mean he was, I mean he was literally at the, um, at the very first NXT show. I was called NXT Arrival. It wasn't um, NXT Takeover then, but he was at the. It was kind of fitting that he wrestled at the twenty fifth um, Takeover because he was at the very first one. And I mean, his gimmick was just. I, I've always been a fan of Prince Pretty. Like I've loved him. And then obviously he got called up to the main roster. His gimmick just didn't kind of get over. He got you know uh, put together with the Fashion Police, and it was just kind of like you know comedy relief. Which him they did. I mean, let's be real. They did the best they could with what they had with the fashion police. I thought him and Fandango, those little segments. Um, oh, yeah, you those know, were good. Yeah, they were good little funny segments. Um, obviously, I would prefer to see him, him wrestling because he's incredible. But um, I did love seeing him back in like full force, full Prince Pretty mode, um, new haircut. And it was just like the NXT crowd was like, like they it was great to see a crowd that respected him and knew who he was and knew what he was capable of and to get behind him. It was just really, I thought it was really feel good. Yep. Yeah. Good show overall. And, uh, it, we talked about it last week with the way the raw and SmackDown has been, uh, over the last couple of weeks. If you just make NXT appointment viewing, correct me if I'm wrong. Do they even talk anything about takeover on raw? No, not that I recall. I mean, obviously, like I've been watching, watching Raw and SmackDown with uh, one eye on the TV, and then just you know, like kind of looking up from time to time. Um, sad to say, but uh, I, I do not remember them making mention of anything NXT related. Um, the only thing they've been talking about is Super Showdown. Yes, uh, they have been talking about that quite a bit. I do want to, before we uh, move on, we have three new Patreons this week that I didn't get to. Uh, Tyler Boylinger is back. Our buddy William. Whoop, whoop. William did not give us a last name, but he's squared circle action figs on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And uh, our buddy Raw is Ryan, who uh, is in hey. uh, friends with him on Instagram. He's going through some medical stuff right now, and we've been able to uh, bring the show to him while he's recovering. And uh, we hope we can at least brighten up his day uh, a little bit when, uh, when this new episode drops. So uh, thank you three for uh, joining the Foley family, and uh, we appreciate you supporting the show. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, so we talked about TakeOver. Let's get into, really quickly, Raw and SmackDown. God, uh, what what a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's just let's turn it down a little bit before we come back up and kind of like talk about a little bit of Super Showdown. Yeah, this is like the, this is the filler match before we get to Super Showdown here. Yeah. Um, what, 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 give me some notes on Raw and SmackDown that, that we should care about besides uh, the, the funny stuff that they're doing with this 24-7 belt and pinning people on golf courses. 
Um, well, I mean, can I just say that I've, I've probably enjoyed the 24 seven title matches more than just about anything on Raw and SmackDown recently. Um, we did get a, uh, Lars Sullivan promo in the middle of the ring. Yes. Which I was, al- which I was almost made that the intro of- to the show. <laughs> Which was kind of shocking. I don't know what I expected him to sound like. Have you ever heard but, a nightingale flap but its that, wings? <laughs> <laughs> that was not it. I did not. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so strange. And like, let's be okay. Let's take let's take bets right now. What is the over under on how many times Michael Cole says freak? <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's 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 at least ten. Um, <laughs> He's, yeah. he's he's obviously in in line for a squash match at Super Showdown, but uh, I don't know what the, I mean. He's definitely not strong on the mic. I think you need to put him with somebody. Why don't you put him with Drake Maverick since we don't have any AOP anymore or something? I don't know. Yeah, um, he definitely he would definitely benefit from a from a manager from a mouthpiece. Um, but moving right along, um, we did have Rey Mysterio relinquishing the United States title to Samoa Joe due to a shoulder injury, but. I mean, he just, for those of you who may have missed it or didn't watch it, you know, when most people like it's, we've had it happen a million times when someone gets injured, they have to relinquish the title. The title is vacant. And then we come up with some way for someone to earn that title. Well, that didn't happen here. Um, Ray Mysterio just hands the title over to Samoa Joe, like without question, just like here, I'm going to relinquish the title to you. Um, and what, what does that ever happen before? Why? Why did that happen? Why did it happen on Monday? I don't freaking know. I mean, they literally could. There, there was pro, there was like a million different avenues for them to like to make something happen with the United States title, and they picked the absolute worst dumpster fire of a possibility. Um, not that I, not that I care that Samoa Joe is the United States championship. You know, you know, me and Samoa Joe, we squashed our beef a long time ago. Of course, of course. Um, but I just, I, I think it's, it, to me, it totally cheapened the title. It makes me feel like it's not fair. If I'm at home as a viewer saying like, well, this isn't fair. Like what the hell, you know? And I know there was that whole wonky finish with Joe's, Joe's shoulders weren't down, but I don't give a shit about that. Right. Like that stuff happens all the time. Like, you know, there's, there's all kinds of weird finishes. Like that's not, that's not why he gave the title over. Um, and if that's why, then I mean, we needed a better explanation, right? So if I'm at home, the viewer saying like, this isn't fair, this is stupid. Like, why wouldn't the the guys in the back, the guys in the locker room be coming out and being like, no, 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 no. Like, you're not just going to relinquish the title to Joe and give it to him. Like, this isn't fair. Like, we're going to have make something happen, right? Like, but no, nobody came out. Like, does nobody give a shit about the United States title? Like, what's the deal? Yeah, why not use this opportunity? I tweeted it out a couple of days ago. You could throw these eight guys into a tournament and have four weeks of, of you know programming set up for Raw or SmackDown. Aleister Black, who's doing nothing. Ricochet, who's wrestling Robert Roode every single week. Samoa mm-hmm. Joe, because he's got a B for the title. Cesaro, who's now a singles guy. EC3, who's not, on, not even on TV. Uh, throw mm-hmm. Robert Roode, Sami Zayn, and, and Chad Gable. And make Elias. Elias. There's, there's there's 15, 20 guys you could put into this thing, Nakamura mm-hmm. and Rusev. And and maybe maybe give it to Chad Gable and just see somebody else. Like make, make him the underdog guy that just wins each match barely. And then he's kind of d- does an open challenge or something. And just give somebody else a chance to run with a title instead of the same things we've seen over and over again. 
and yeah. you know and just make it make it important make it make it seem like other people care about this belt Exactly. Or even open it up to other brands. I mean, you could have tournaments, you could have like a one night tournament on NXT or NXT UK and 205 Live and things like that for those people to have a chance to get in the tournament to become the U.S. champion for the main roster. You know, I mean, that would be interesting, even if those guys didn't win for them to be able to kind of cross over brands and get their face on the main brand like that would be super cool. Or, I mean, you could have, I mean, this would have been the perfect opportunity to debut Bray. What are we freaking waiting for to debut Bray Wyatt? Like he could have, they could have really, oh my God. Like I, I'm so pissed about it. I just can't even stand it. Um, and WWE is, is, is amazing at this amazing at just dragging things on like 10 weeks too long. And like, when it actually when they actually capitalize on it, we're all just like snore, um, which which is completely unfortunate to the guys that are a part of this. But um, if they would have debuted Bray, so he like Bray could have relinquished the title to Joe. Joe could have been walking up the ramp, lights go off, freaking Firefly Funhouse comes to life, right? And then Bray comes out and he's like, oh no, you know, like whatever whatever his character is going to be, he could have debuted and like you know, challenge Joe. I would, I would love to see Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt have a few. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have, like I said, we're on week seven of the Firefly Funhouse thing. Probably about four or five of them have been pretty entertaining. The other ones have just been kind of a rehash of what we've already seen. So mm-hmm. it's just going to go on for another, it's going to go at least go on one more week because they haven't said he's going to wrestle. But I mean, this thing was, and it wasn't bad. This one, this week wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was kind of entertaining. They had the uh, Vince McMahon puppet with the horns. Yeah. which has been all over the internet. So uh, it's it's at least still have a little bit of legs left to it. But yeah, they just don't seem to capitalize on stuff when, when it's as hot as it could be. And um, that's a perfect example. Same thing with Aleister Black. He touched on it. Yes. This, where's this guy been? Why is he in a dark room? He said nobody's, answer- nobody's answering waiting? my challenge. No, Why Where are you? Oh my gosh, it drives me crazy. Like, yeah, nobody's answering my challenge. Like, knock on my door. I'm like, why don't you go after them? If you're so hell-bent on fighting, you go after people. Like, why are you waiting on other people to challenge you? You don't even have anything anybody wants. So why would anybody challenge you? Do you know what I mean? Like, this storyline doesn't make sense. It's not like he's the champion, right? And he doesn't have anything. Like, nobody has anything to gain by challenging Aleister Black. What if he just said next week I'm going to the ring I'm gonna you know or whatever and he just came to the ring on SmackDown and just sat in the middle of the ring and somebody came out that would be more entertaining than whatever's going on yeah. right now. Yeah, do yeah do like an open challenge type thing. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been pretty pretty repug. We did get a number one contenders match between uh, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, and Charlotte, which I was freaking shocked that Charlotte didn't win this. Um, but the winner of this match was going to go on to fight Bailey for the women's title at stomp at stomping grounds. Correct. I keep like stomping, thinking I'm like, stomping grounds. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm pretty, Oh yeah. It is stomping grounds. I'm like, did I, did I just make that it sounds, up? It sounds totally made up. It sounds like you should <laughs> said battleground. I think if there's been a battleground, what was the one when they had the flat, like the flags, was that battleground? That's fast, fast track. Oh, Oh yeah. Battleground fast is track. one. It's, well, no, Fast Track, was it Fast, fast Lane? Fast no, that's Lane. Not fast Lane. Oh, my God. Fast, track. fast Lane. Oh, my God. Yeah, we are screwing these up pretty no, Fast bad right Track now. will be a pay per view in a couple of years, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be the, we're on a Fast Track to Sponsored by Hot Wheels. <laughs> but oh, they're going to make wrestlers, they're going to make WWE sponsored Hot Wheels. They'll have, like, you know, oh, a they already got those. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so stomping, they're gonna, they're gonna be able to fight her at stomping grounds. Um, and so it'll be Alexa and Bailey, which I'm excited about. I think that's a, I think that's going to be a really, really good match. Unfortunately, I feel like Bailey's going to meet her maker that night and Alexa's going to walk away with the title because oh, really? okay. yeah, huh. yeah, I do. I do. I do. All right. Well, let's get to super showdown down under this, uh, <laughs> yeah. in Saudi Arabia this Friday. I think it's at 2 PM. Is that correct? Depending on where you live, I mean yeah. two, three, yeah. Might Depending to, on what, what time zone you have. Work early a little bit for that one because, uh, I mean, not that this is the most exciting card I've ever seen, but it's got some mm-hmm. matches that I, I just don't know where they're going to go with some of these. I, I feel like it's kind of a standalone thing. This isn't not going to have any kind of storyline driven uh, feuds. But what what are your overall thoughts on the sh- the Saudi show has been so far and and what we've seen. I mean, okay, listen, I'm going to preface this this statement by saying the Saudi shows are effed up for a number of reasons. Like if I'm not going to get into the politics of it all and like all of those types of things, um, you know, we, we all know that 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 is like there's an underlying like tension there. Right. Um, as far as just strictly wrestling, you know, they're not the best shows that we've ever seen. They've given us some really cool moments. I mean, we got Shawn Michaels return, even though, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the best, you know, um, we got, we're getting undertaker versus Goldberg, which let's be real. It's about 20 years too late, but I still popped when I saw them in the ring together on Tuesday night. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, like this, like it kind of just gives you that like chills, you know? And I I feel like it only, it would only do that for people of our generation, you know, like we're just kind of like, Oh my gosh, like this is so weird to see Goldberg and undertaker in the ring. So that was super excited. We got Titus world slide, um, at the greatest Royal rumble, which is one of the like funniest wrestling moments ever. In my opinion, like I, I can watch that, that gif. And like, I still laugh out loud every freaking time. Um, and we're getting a 50 man Royal rumble, which like, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, how that how that works? How I don't the understand how they're gonna fit fifty dudes into a ring. That's <laughs> exactly. I don't know how it's gonna happen either, but I want to see it. You know, I'm like, yep. okay, I'm down for it. Um, so I just kind of take these and I kind of compartmentalize it and I kind of just watch it for the moments and you know don't really try to pick them apart too much. Um, you know, I understand like the the monetary gains that come that come to WWE for these and you know the the benefits to the talent, you know, as far as their paydays and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I just think I think they're just like I said, if you can compartmentalize them, you I think you can really enjoy them. Uh, no tag team title matches on this card. I had to think really hard the other day who the SmackDown tag team champs were. Uh, then I remembered it was Daniel Bryan and Rowan, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think we've seen either of the tag team champions, uh, in a long time, but, uh, this one's going to start off with the Usos versus the revival, which should be a damn good match at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, uh, what's the match you're most looking forward to? Uh, man, uh, I don't, I don't know. I guess Kofi Dolph. I mean, I know Kofi's going to win. But those two guys match up really well together. Uh, I mean, I thought we were going to have Roman Shane at SummerSlam. We had talked about them kind of having a slow build for that. And I guess they're just mm-hmm. going to do it here. Uh, I, I had a feeling they were going to do it here. I think I mentioned it on like a few a few episodes ago about like how like they like they were legitimately like the only reason Shane was having anything to do with Roman was to set up this this Roman versus Shane um, situation at Super Showdown. 
I don't think they'll be the best matches, but I think Orton versus Triple H and Undertaker and Goldberg are the two that we don't really know. I mean, all the other matches, I think we're going to have the same picks for. We can we can go through them, but okay, uh, those two matches, I don't know. So let's start with Usos versus Revival, just a okay. tag team match. Who do you got there? Um, I'm going for my boys, the Usos. Yeah, I'm going to say Revival for some reason. I feel like there's going to be a lot of face wins on this card so maybe they'll start with some heels at first uh so mm-hmm. i'll go revival uh larv sullivan versus the lucha house party Callisto, grand metalik and lince dorado um, i mean lars i mean lars is definitely going over in this one yeah just don't have him talk just have him beat the shit out of them and just keep adding right lu- just keep adding luchas to this you know next month do like a four-on-one or something <laughs> Uh, Seth Rollins versus Boring. You have it on here is Boring Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Seth versus Boring Corbin. Um, Seth is going to go over, obviously. I mean, we're anticipating Brock cashing in on on Seth, but who freaking knows if he will or won't or what's going to happen there. I think part of the reason I don't, I'm, I've like been kind of off of Raw and SmackDown is when I was a kid, I didn't like my vegetables. I didn't like anything to touch on my plate. I like to keep everything separate. And mm-hmm. with with the wild card rule now, and like I don't know who I don't even know who's on Raw and SmackDown. I just want them to either be you know all together or keep them separate. What they're doing right yeah. now is super confusing. And yeah. you know, it's just I don't. I mean, we had like a lumberjack match, and all the lumberjacks were from Raw, but the match was on SmackDown, and uh, pretty, super confusing. Uh, yeah, this this match has a little bit of a, a buzz just because of the the possible cash in. Uh, I don't think Baron Corbin has a chance, but maybe we see Brock come to the ring and he distracts Seth or something. I don't know. Maybe he cashes in on this next match, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph. Um, yeah, I'm going Kofi here. What say you? Um, Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Kofi. I think this match is going to be really, really good. Both of these guys are incredible. I love Dolph. Um, I just don't think they're going to take the belt off of Kofi at um, at Super Showdown. Just because he's so over, you know, it, with the American audience, I think they're going to wait until he's in front of in front of an American audience to, to take that title off of him. Yeah, I think uh, Dolph's going back on the road doing his comedy shtick, so... Uh, I think this is a kind of one-off type of thing. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. I don't see any chance Roman Reigns loses this match. Yeah, I think I think Roman is definitely is definitely winning this one for sure. Did you see the you know Max Landis, who's like a super fan? He's a uh, I think he's a director, or like a movie writer or something. He he posted on Twitter about how he would have ended Raw the other night with having you know basically Undertaker having Roman Reigns and. Brock Lesnar in a chokehold and then getting speared by Goldberg. Kind of like how they used to end <laughs> Raw like back in the day where like all the guys from all the matches from the pay-per-view would come out and kind of like one by one like you know, engage in like a little bit of like a feud between the two of them and just and they would go off the air with everybody like going crazy in the ring. Why don't they ever do yeah. that anymore? I don't know. I don't know why they don't I don't know why they do anything anymore. Um <laughs> I'm you know, I I I'm just trying to like keep my head above water and not just be a negative Nancy all the time and really try to like get in touch with my inner, like, you know, listen, you're just watching this to be entertained. Stop getting emotionally invested in the outcomes and in the storylines. Because yeah, when I, when I put my mind to, I'm like, why am I watching this garbage? But then I'm like, 
it's because I love this garbage. <laughs> you well, know? We, we talked positive enough about uh, Takeover, so we have some. We we can still complain a little bit. Oh, we we, we got ourselves some yeah. money in the bank. Yeah, so we, we got can, some points there. Yeah. Yeah, we can cash in a little bit. All right, so we both yeah. have we both have Roman. Let's go to Finn Balor defending the Intercontinental Title against Andrade, and I think he's I think it's he's the, Demon Finn. Yeah, yeah there's no chance he loses as Demon Finn. No, right? yeah. no, yeah, it's Demon Finn for sure. Sorry, Andrade. Strowman versus Trashley, another match. That's that's going to be the boring. That's going to be the boringest mm-hmm. match of the night. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Braun. I'm going with Braun. Yep, I'm going Braun too. Uh, 50 man battle royal. You want to predict the final four in this and see how many we get right? Um, sure. Do we have any idea? No, we, we have no like, idea. Just pull, we have no idea. Pull up the roster. There. I'm gonna go. I'm going uh, AJ Styles. I was, dude. That was my first pick. Um, I'll say Big Show. I'm sure they'll throw Big Show in there. Okay. Mm. Do you think Hulk Hogan enters the 50 man oh battle royal? Oh my god, that would be a big pop. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe The Miz. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. The Miz. So are we picking four collectively or four each? Let's do four each. So Okay. So um we got you got AJ, you said um I got AJ, Big Show. Big Show. I got Miz and Hulk Hogan. Hulk, oh, man, you, you you win automatically if Hulk Hogan shows up. Holy shit, <laughs> dude! It could totally happen. If it's gonna happen anywhere, it's gonna happen in Saudi Arabia. True, true. Um, I'll say Samoa Joe and r Truth. Samoa Joe and r Truth. I'm shooting for the stars here. I'm gonna say John Cena. Oh my god. <laughs> no, actually, he he forfeited going to the last Saudi show, didn't he? Yeah. So he's not. He's definitely not gonna show up at this show. Um. Oh man, let me think. I don't freaking know. Charlie Caruso, uh, just say Charlie Caruso. Oh yeah, no, they they'll. I don't. Women are not allowed to do anything. Oh, that's no. right. Yeah, you get. Um, yeah. Um, so maybe Bobby Roode. Um, Robert, or sorry, Robert Roode, and possibly. Can we say Baron Corbin enters this even though he's fighting Seth? I could see that, yeah. Because, I mean, you know they're going to be like, oh, well, he lost the match against Seth, so we've got to give him something because I mean, we for, love yeah, him they, so they hinted that some NXT folks are going to have to make the trip over there because for 50 oh, people... Oh, I wasn't even thinking. Yeah, yeah I wasn't even thinking yeah. about NXT peeps. Yeah, I could totally see like Matt Riddle being in this 50-man battle royal or um, even like Roderick Strong. Yeah, for sure. Did you see... Uh, Brock Lesnar blocked uh, Riddle on Twitter because he keeps talking shit to him. Oh, seriously? I <laughs> yeah. did not see that. Yeah, Riddle's like, oh, man, you're such a great wrestler, man. I can't wait to show up and backstage at Raw one time and meet you and all this shit. And he's oh, blocked my him. God. Uh, yeah. That Rick, would be Riddle's cool. Riddle's gone into business for himself, for sure. Well, I'm sure it's probably all work. But, I mean, I would love to see Matt Riddle or somebody from NXT show up and make a name for themselves. That'd give me a little extra pop, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Randy Orton versus Triple H. I'm not sure who the heel is here. I don't know if it really matters, but uh, this will be a good match. I mean, Randy Orton can still go, and Triple H we know can go. So I'm going to go. Triple H is putting himself over in this one. You think? I'm going to go Orton. Okay, this is the first time we've been different besides the Battle Royal. So this might determine the whole thing. I'll go Orton. You go Triple H. And the finale, Undertaker versus Goldberg. Man. Yeah, I'm going with Goldberg in this one. Oh, man. I I know. I know. Shit. Yeah, I don't know if he'd come back just to lose. Uh, I'll be different and say Undertaker. It's kind of a toss-up. That'll 
That'll probably be the he, most interesting match of the night. It'll probably be a short match too. Yeah, heel husband is is convinced that this match is not even going to take place. Like he's like, I mean, that they're going to show up in the ring like ready to fight, and then something's going to happen, um, and they're not going to fight. But I was like, I think people would probably lose their heads if you know this match didn't take place. Oh yeah, you know, people would freak like the, out. Yeah, the Saudis love their legends, and I feel like if you like crapped out on this match, like it would not be good news. So, yeah, um, I'm excited. You know, I mean, anytime there is a uh, a random pay-per-view on a Friday, I mean, it's as good or better than anything I would be doing on a random Friday anyway, right? Exactly, yeah. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, I know Jimmy Seafood will be showing it. I might stop in there uh, midway through my work day on, Monday, on Friday. So, uh, yeah, just, Let me uh, just tell you, I'm excited to get me some Jimmy Jimmy Seafood when we get to the East Coast. Yes, we are going to treat you guys. We want to have you guys out. And uh, I don't know if any folks in the area want to come by and hang out with us. But, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have you guys down for uh, some crab cakes and some sushi and all kinds of stuff, man. I'm for sure. Pretty fun. Uh, all right, let's get into our Go Figure segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, my favorite part of the show, our Go Figure segment, where she and I let you guys know all the money we spent on all this plastic wrestling toys this week. Yeah. I had a big week, I gotta tell you. I want you to go first, Sheena, because I got I got a, a Zack Ryder type week here. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. You buying some uh, some really super rare prototypes or what? No, no, nothing that stupid. Just actual wrestling toys. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, things that make sense. Um, so we just we just picked up a uh, Elite Nineteen Daniel Bryan. We uh, it was just kind of one we needed to round out the collection. We were scouring eBay just looking for some just looking for some things and came across that at a good deal. So we did we did go ahead and pick up Elite Nineteen Daniel Bryan. Um, and then of course, I, like we talked about at the top of the show, we got those incredible um, Hardy Boys Ringside exclusive um, figures from Ringside. They sent them to us. And we unboxed them, and uh, they are super, super awesome. Like Phil said, we had already ordered ourselves a set, so the set that we got from Ringside, we're going to be sending it over to the Philster um, and having him, you know, be able to enjoy those figures as well. Sorry, I'm not going to let him breathe. I'm sorry, they're going to be choking. Uh, oh my gosh, can't believe you suffocate the Hardy Boys like that. I know, I know. I'm, I got to hide them from my son. He's going to want to open them, so you know. Get a, get I'm gonna I'm gonna get in touch with Nash and be like, dude, <laughs> that box right that box right there, just rip it to shreds. Yeah, he if if Jeff Hardy doesn't have face paint on, he has no interest in anything Jeff Hardy unless he's painted up. So I got I got to order. My buddy Darius is ordering uh, putting a ringside order in soon. I want to get that new basic. I think it's basic ninety eight with uh, like the purple well, face paint. He does have some incredible um, pink highlights. So oh, nice. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, his his hair looks really super awesome. So maybe maybe the little guy will be into that. All right, that's a pretty good haul. I had a uh, a Kurt Angle centric week here, and I actually got a tweet from Kurt Angle when I posted my the the, the growing Kurt Angle mint on card collection. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, I purchased from Amazon, which I was wary to do, but they showed up in pretty good shape. I got the True Moves Kurt Angle. So I decided on this Kurt Angle collection, I'm going all in on every Kurt Angle Mattel has ever made. Wow. Uh, basics or which isn't too many. I just need the GM Kurt Angle and I need the the Jason Jordan two pack, which I don't really feel like buying those two because I don't I'm not a huge fan of them. But I got the true moves, which is like the twelve inch like Barbie doll size 
Kurt Angle, which uh, yeah. is interesting. Interesting look. And I got the uh, 95 basic and then the, uh, Series 89 basic, both in just kind of uh, the 95 is more of a Attitude Era looking Kurt Angle with uh, with the short hair. And then the 89 is more current day cue ball Kurt Angle. And off of uh, Evil Bay, I bought the uh, TNA Deluxe Impact Kurt Angle, which I've never watched a single show of TNA before. But this is, uh, I decided I wanted to do one Jax uh, WWF figure and one TNA figure just to, to round out the collection. So I got the TNA, TNA one covered. I know you were big into Jax back in the day. Can you recommend, maybe not right now, but I need to. I need a good Kurt Angle Jax figure. And I've... I've posted it to the Facebook group, the Chick Foley Facebook group, and I've got some good suggestions from people. But uh, yeah, the collection is coming yeah. along nicely. Awesome! Yeah, um, we've actually we were asking some of our Patreons um, in the new Facebook group if they have any wrestler exclusive like displays or things like that, and it was really cool to see some of their like you know just like like. The, like there was someone that had a sting display and um, you ha- obviously are working on your Kurt Angle display. And then someone else, what was the other one? Um, there was quite a few. And I thought it was really cool just to see like what, what figures are out there for specific, you know, gimmicks and characters, you know, cause they're not all just Mattel. Like it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Our buddy David Manzo with that sting collection, man, that's pretty, once you put them all together like that, I, I recommend anyone, if you have a favorite wrestler, uh, you know, build a build a you know specific collection for that person. It gets hard it's with somebody cool. like, like like Seth yeah. Rollins is probably pretty hard. There's probably been 500 Seth Rollins figures, but um, yeah, it's, it is pretty cool. And they're on, nice, they're all Mattel. Yeah, they're all Mattel. Yeah, so they're yeah. all all readily available. So that's get the urge. Uh, I did a couple trade skis this week. Um, nice. I got a Sting Wolfpack retro from uh, a buddy of mine on uh, one of the Facebook groups and. Uh, well, I traded him that for a Undertaker Series 1 Retro Loose and uh, traded a Kofi Kingston. I don't know which Elite it is. It's the USA Kofi Kingston Elite from like their 4th of July outfits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Chris Straley, our buddy from the Baltimore Elite Squad, for a John Cena Series 1 Retro. So I, th- I made on the uh, probably on the better end of that deal, but I owe him a, a cold beverage or two to make up for that. Uh, so... I now have the entire collection of retros, both loose and mint on card, except for the last two that have not made stores yet. So, pretty exciting stuff. I uh, the basement is almost done at the uh, the casa, and once it is, I'm, I told the wife on Father's Day I just want to hang out with you and Nash and uh, just put up my detolfs and get the Hasbro's up, get the retros up, and just not go anywhere, just sit in our pajamas and watch movies, and they seem pretty happy with that. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for Father's Day this year. It'll be a good time. Um, yeah, I wanna, sound, sounds like fun. I want to give our buddy Marco, the MVP Denton, a shout-out. He's sending me the, the Chase Kevin Owens Elite 66. He found it in the wild, and uh, – well, I can't say enough about Marco. One of the true, one of the true pillars, Sheena, of the fig community out there. Yeah, true pillars. He's, he's pretty, pretty epic. He's definitely, he's definitely the MVP for sure. He's been sending me so much cool stuff. I, I don't know if I talked about it last week. I'm sending him the uh, SummerSlam Mabel Elite, so I think he's gotten that already. <laughs> and uh, one of my son's favorite wrestling books. It's, uh, it's, I think it's called like the WWE Encyclopedia or something. It's like a different page on every wrestler, and. Um, it's just a he's been reading it since he was like one years old and it's just a good way for him to like learn who all the wrestlers are and they're all like cool drawings of them so i sent that for his for his little boy so uh you know 
people helping people. It's what what we do here in the uh, wrestling figure community. Absolutely. Uh, I found a Alexander Wolf in the wild again and uh, hooked one of our Twitter followers up with that. Props to uh, good brother Brandon Bentley for uh, facilitating that. And um, we have at, at our local flea market here, we have our buddy Charlie sets up a shop and I bought from him defining moments stone cold steve austin so this is oh man 30 bucks man great great price wow mint on card i have a i have a story about the uh defining moments steve austin at the the end of this there it'll be during our random merch segment but um it's just it's just funny that you brought up that, that that figure very interesting and i bought the uh jeff hardy series 67 chase figure with the uh red white and blue face paint and uh I was gonna give it to my son, but I decided I'm just gonna keep it until uh, <laughs> until I'm until until the the time comes when he asks for it or something, and uh, right. I'll give it to him. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty nice haul this week, and uh, I still have some more things in the works with some uh, trade skis and whatnot. So uh, we'll have more on that next week. Yeah, and speaking of figures, um, Heel Husband and I, I interviewed the, the Heel Husband today. Uh, we put some videos up on Patreon, and we're going to put them out throughout the week. Um, so it'll be live today, um, just talking about, like, we found all these old bins of his action figures, mostly wrestling figures, up in the attic here oh, at his in, at my in-laws' house. Yeah, you know, and I kind of just, I put a, a random bag of action figures together. Like, I just literally, like, pulled different ones out of, um, out of the totes and put them into a bag, and I would, like, pull different ones out and he'll husband would kind of talk about them what they were um you know talk about how they what they did in his figure federation as well as you know any special memories that were attached to those figures and it was really super cool because some of those things and stories and stuff i hadn't even heard yet i mean he'll husband and i have been together for 15 years um and some of these were like new stories that i had heard and i thought it was just really cool so be on the lookout for that over on patreon um if you're not on patreon you know just go back to the top of the show and tell you how to get signed up for that but yeah we have lots of good stuff coming and we also have a greatest wrestling video games podcast coming later this week over on patreon so stay tuned for that please tell me he had some barbie dolls in there accidentally uh, mixed in <laughs> i didn't see any barbie dolls there was plenty of like you know ninja turtles and things like that that were mixed in but yeah d- no no barbies Him, yeah there's no there was no girls in his house so um you know i don't think was he, he a, was he a gi joe fan back in the day he had some, yeah i think he had gi joes and he had um like thundercats okay, and nice. I, yeah, I can't remember if he did He-Man or not, but um, yeah, I know he did like some of the Marvel characters and things like that. So, um, I mean, there's like such a such a variety of stuff in there. Ninja Turtles, obviously, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to go through and like see some of these figures that are legit like 30 years old. I know. I wonder how much our parents spent on toys on us back when we were kids because I have so much <sighs> oh my- stuff. Hopefully, they went oh to some yard sales or something. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, Seth and I were just talking about, you know, we we were driving through town. Um, you know, we're, we're in our hometown right now. We were driving through town and we saw the poor empty shell of the Toys R Us and we were just talking about oh, like how man. much how much money we had spent at that particular Toys R Us in our lifetime. Like that that's our Toys R Us. Like it's sad to see any empty Toys R Us like when the one in Hawaii closed and like I have to drive by it. I'm like, "God, that's so sad." But then when you come home and you see like your Toys R Us, oh, yeah. you know, the, the one that you went to as a child, um just all like empty and sad and dead you're like oh it's like a knife to the heart it's still in a lot of the ones by me too they still haven't filled them with anything i mean it's a no yeah it's, it's empty space. yeah yeah and god knows we don't need any more home goods but yeah oh god shit, that's probably what it'd be here seriously yeah and the sign is still out there just like you know like a tombstone you know just like sitting there like you know where toys r us used to be <laughs> <laughs> um 
we got an uh, an update from one of our good brothers that they were selling the Pat Patterson. They were doing a pre-order on Amazon for the Pat Patterson uh, elite figure, and uh, I put a pre-order in. I'm sure hundreds of people did, and then one of the guys from Mattel came, uh, tweeted me that that it was not happening and it was just a mistake on, uh. on their part. Uh, the, what's his name? The action. What's that guy's name? Damn action it. figure hero. Is there that you it? go. No, action, yep. action, action figure attack. Sorry. There you go. Yep. Action figure attack on Twitter. Uh, let us know that that will, was an error and they're not going to be uh, fulfilled. But uh, I'm going to keep the pre-order in just in case. And even though I'll probably find it in the store, no problem. But You, you never know, man. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Amazon has done that to me before with other stuff. And I think it's happened to some people with the uh, the Ultimate Edition stuff. So that's why you should always order from Ringside Collectibles, Sheena, at ringsidecollectibles.com. Yep. Absolutely. So um, speaking of, you know, we're talking about action figures and pre-orders and all of those things. We do have San Diego Comic-Con coming up. Um, so what are some of your most wanted reveals? Like I always like to, to fantasy book, like what we possibly could see. Some of these, they've been on my fantasy booking list for, you know, years now. <laughs> they still haven't come to fruition. Um, but what would you like to see revealed at San Diego Comic-Con? Wow, you, I want to hear your list because you've been thinking about this a lot longer than I have. Um, well, yeah, so I'll say, I'll start and I'll say I would love to see a Mattel Elite Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> um, you know, we obviously have the Storm Collectibles one and I know the Mattel one, no matter what they do, it's not going to hold up to the Storm Collectibles one because the Storm Collectibles like knocked it out of the park. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful figure. But I would like to have a, because a, I, you know, I like to be, you know, all in line and uniform, have everything yeah. match up. Yeah, uniform. So I would love to have him until Hollywood Hogan, since Hogan's kind of like inching his way back into the scene. Um, we still haven't gotten the WrestleMania 34 Rollins, where he was the Night King with the blue eyes, mm. um, and, you know, and all and all that entrance gear. Like, I, I want that figure in my life so, so badly. I'm also looking forward to a China elite. Um, you know, I, th- I feel like it's time. She's in the Hall of Fame now. Like, let's crank out a figure, <laughs> you know, and I, I feel like we might only get one, so I want it to be awesome. Um, and as always, I'm always holding out hope for a gobbledygooker in some sort of Survivor Series set. Oh, man, that would be pretty mage. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I stopped asking. Like, I stopped, you know, putting Owen on my list because it's just never going to happen. But, you know, he he was on my list for years, but it's just kind of like one of those things. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother asking for, for Owen anymore. Uh, WWE underscore Hasbro underscore figs with a Z on Instagram posted this. And I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but the lineup for Elite 70 has some interesting figures. Uh, you know, you got a Seth Rollins, a Gargano, Finn Balor, Dolph Ziggler, and an EC3. But the one I'm looking at is a Mr. McMahon Elite. And I don't know wow. how we've gone this long with Mattel. I mean, I haven't been collecting as long as you have. But mm-hmm. how, how have we not have, like, a ton of Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon Elites? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, why they don't have all the different variations of of Vince McMahon that truly doesn't make sense. It's not, it's something that I've never really like considered to be quite honest. Um, He's but the biggest heel of the biggest time of the company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's crazy that, you know, we don't have as many of him as we have of stone cold, Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty wild, huh? So I'd love to see. I that mean, we one. have, the, we have the Mr. McMahon. Was it like a, uh, it was like a network spotlight, Mr. McMahon, 
Um, yep, with the you, uh, workout outfit. Yep. Yeah, like the yeah, like the sweatpants and like the the little sweat hoodie thing. Um, and then I'm trying to think if there was any other Mr. McMahon elites. Somebody was saying, and I, I apologize, I don't have this other time I have, but they they made a suited uh, McMahon, but it was like a store exclusive. Like I don't know if it was. I want to say J.C. Penney's for some reason. For some reason, that's in my head, but J.C. Penney's haven't been around that long. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be. A I cool, mean, we cool have figure. we have a Mr. McMahon in, in a suit. We have there's a gray suit Mr. McMahon um, from Basic. Let me see. Actually, it's a Toys R Us. There's a Toys R Us exclusive. Maybe that's a maybe it was a Toys R Us yeah. exclusive. Yeah. I was like J.C. Penney. I don't think yeah. <laughs> no. There's a toy, there's a yeah. there's a Toys R Us exclusive um, Mr. McMahon in a gray suit with a black undershirt and like black and uh, black and yellow tie hmm. okay yep uh the news broke earlier today of this slim jim macho man randy savage elite and uh people cannot stop talking about it it's going to be available uh, ahead of time on a website that i'm not familiar with but it sounds like they do a lot of business in other type of figures you posted yeah. it to your instagram it's going to mm-hmm. be on uh, what entertainment earth on the 18th yeah. of june if you want to check it out go to our Twitter or Chick Foley on Instagram, and it's a it's a pretty dope looking packaging on this thing, man. I cannot wait to get this, and uh, they did they did a pretty damn good job on it. Yeah, it looks it looks really good, and it's got like the little Slim Jim, you know, um, little Slim Jim packets, which I think is really cool, and I think the packaging is really cool, like the Slim Jim box. So um, I'm I'm excited for this figure. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it's definitely something they haven't done before. I love like the uh, the 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 suit jacket. I mean, the jacket looks like a little more authentic than a lot of the Macho Man's that have come out over the last couple of years. So uh, yeah, well, I mean, they did they did kind of like do like that era of Macho Man. Like they had like the Ultimate Maniacs, like Macho Man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the same the same kind of gimmick. So I mean, I, I would have been fine if they didn't do the Slim Jim Macho Man, but um, I mean, I'm not going to turn down an awesome Macho Man figure. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! Can't wait to get that. <laughs> that that'll be for sale at comic at San Diego Comic Con, but uh, for some sort of discount, it's probably like three dollars off. But you can pre-order it ahead of time from Entertainment Earth and uh, on the 18th. And I highly suggest that you do. I'm gonna be getting one of those for sure. Have you ever been to Comic Con or anything? No, it's one of those bucket list things. I mean, I've been to like local Comic Cons, yeah. but I've never been to like San Diego Comic Con. Like it's it's definitely something that I want to to do and something that I, you know, is on my bucket list for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, there's like movies, there's like just, I mean, it's probably one of those like things you can't even like see it all in one day type of things. Oh yeah. You gotta like, you like gotta go the whole, it's like a weekend experience. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta go and just like fully immerse yourself. Cause it's not just, you know, for me, I'm into so many, so many things. So like San Diego comic-con would be like, I would be wanting to see like, all of the things, you know, like all the Game of Thrones things, all yep, of the, yeah. you know, all of all the, the like the know, movie trailers thing. and like, you know, yeah, all the TV shows, Avengers like, all 30 that, that's all, out or something. Yeah. All those things I'm super into. So like for me, it would just be like total overwhelm because I would be like, Oh my God, look at this. Oh my God, look at this. Um, and I would just be like, mark out central. Uh, Series 99 of the basics is available for pre-order on, uh, at ringside at wrestlingfigures.com. It's Becky Lynch, Aria Davari, Drew McIntyre, Rey Mysterio, and Nakamura. So uh, that's that's not a set that I'm super excited about, but I'm I am excited to see how that Rey Mysterio looks. And if they're mm-hmm. going to make it the man, is it going to be the man Becky Lynch, or is it going to be 
kind of pre the man when she had the the googly goggles. I don't know. <laughs> the steam steampunk Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, they did announce that the Elimination Chamber is going to be a ringside exclusive, I think. It's up for pre-order. Mm-hmm. It's like 100 bucks. Comes with an AJ Styles basic. And uh, people are upset that it's not going to be fitting on the, the elite, the, scale, elite ring. scale ring. But that would be fucking massive, man. I mean... Yeah. Okay. So let me let me give me, let me give you a little bit of a hot take on the elimination chamber. Um, so this elimination chamber, it's the, for the basic playset. Comes with that basic AJ. Um, cool. That's fine. Like it's it's definitely something that kids would be into to play with. You can remove the panels to you know actually like play inside play inside the chamber and whatnot. Um, but for a basic set, I feel like the hundred dollar price point is a little bit lofty. Like I would pay a hundred dollars for an elite like scale elimination chamber i feel like you're kind of in that middle ground because if you're if you're gearing this toward people who are like basic you know playing with basics you know which are predominantly like you know kids and young collectors and things like that that hundred dollar price point is really kind of like out of the out of reach right like i think more of a 50 or 60 dollar price point for this set would be more appropriate um even if it didn't come with the ring like maybe just come with the the chamber right like just just the chamber just the figure um and I, I just feel like they're they're really missing the mark. And what's going to happen is these elimination chamber playsets are going to sit on the shelves, get discounted and clearanced out, and then Mattel's going to be like, oh well, there's not a there's not a market for yeah, this. Where yeah. really it's we're really it's just a pricing issue, right? Like you're marketing this basic playset to a higher price point where it's more of a collector item, right? Yeah. The am people I that way, do- am I way off mark the mark here because I feel like I'm I feel like it's kind of just like meh. No, I agree with you. And I think the people that do like the figure photography are going to want something that fits on the lead scale ring too. And they're not going to, you know, they're not photography, you know, taking pictures of uh, the basic ring. So yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure unless you're your daddy Warbucks and you can afford, you know, for your basic ring, you can afford the hundred dollar play set, but uh, you know, more power to you if you can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so is that it for uh news? Uh, San Diego comic-con is still, I think a month away. We will, uh, have a full preview episode and recap episode for that i'm sure uh as we get closer and closer and i'm sure more and more news will come out because we're in kind of a a lull period right now where we don't know what's going to be hitting shelves i think elite 67 has to be hitting shelves pretty soon i would assume Mm-hmm. yeah um so i don't have any more figure news but i cannot believe we completely glossed over the fact that john moxley is the new iwgp u.s champion um you know he like leaves wwe and then automatically like becomes a title holder and um you know in jpw so i i think it's really cool i'm excited for for john moxley i know there was a lot of people like going back and forth um i saw you i saw your comments on my post like going stirring back the and pot. forth stirring the stir, pot stirring the pot um but I am excited for him. I actually do love his new ring gear. Anything is better than wrestling in jeans. I feel like any wrestler that wrestles in jeans is really limiting themselves. So I do love that he's wearing trunks. I do love that he's the U.S. champ. Um, and I'm excited to see what he does in his, you know, in his new revitalized career as John Moxley. Yeah, I'm still. I was, you know, it's a personal preference. I've never been a huge Dean Ambrose fan, 
And, I know uh, you've you've made that you've made that <laughs> announcement on the show before. I remember yeah. like I, I felt like that was that was a little shocking to me when you were like, "What what good matches has Dean Ambrose even had?" And I was like, "Oh, like clutch my pearls." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what?" Yeah, I never hated him. I never. He was just always kind of there for me. I never, you know, I never looked forward to. Oh shit, I get to watch this Dean Ambrose match. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, more power to him if he has more freedom outside of WWE to, to get stuff done. And uh, you know, winning belts yeah. already in Japan. I don't know. Yeah. If the uh, the AEW thing, I guess since they're not, sh- you know, they're not doing shows pretty regularly, he's free to do other things. Yeah, I don't. He, he's not under an exclusive contract, from what I understand. Um, and he's got his first All Elite Wrestling match um, at Fighter Fest, so it's on June 29th at Fighter Fest, and he's fighting uh, Joey Janela. So that that'll be a good match, and you can stream that on uh, BR Live, obviously. Awful name for a pay per view, Fighter Fest. Yeah, and it's like F F Y T E R Fest. Oh, God, I guess it's uh, isn't wasn't it the Fire Festival? Maybe it's playing off of that. Maybe I didn't even think about that. I never even never even like I didn't even care enough to consider it to be quite honest. But <laughs> I I will probably watch it. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch you it. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't want to gloss over that because that is definitely breaking news. And I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot to touch on that in the Inside the Squared Circle segment. Get, uh, let's get over to random merch of the week. And this is a really cool story here. Let the people know what you found this week. So, okay, this is where my um, Stone Cold Steve Austin defining moments uh, story comes in. So I, there's a, you know, if you've been following Chick Foley, we, we moved and we had all of our defining moments boxes and tons of other boxes that we had kept for some figures. You know, we're out of box collectors, but some of our, our more valuable figures and stuff we kept that we kept the boxes. Well, when it came time to move and the rubber met the road, we were like, you know what? We're not going to rebox these figures. We don't have any intentions to like resell these figures. So we're just going to trash the boxes. You know, obviously like some of our followers were like, oh my God, like sell the boxes or mail them. But I mean, it just wasn't worth the trouble to me to even mail them for what they were worth and what it would cost to ship them to Hawaii or from Hawaii. Um, but you know, we gave some to our, some of our local collectors and then we carried one from, um, from Hawaii. We put it in our suitcase and brought it here to Bowling Green, Kentucky, where we are right now for one of our awesome followers swamp at swamp Grumpus is his name. His name is Tanner, but, um, he, his, uh, Twitter or his Instagram handle is at swamp Grumpus. So we were like, yeah, we'll bring it to you. We'll bring you the, the, um, Steve Austin defining moments figure. Cause he has like a Franken figure that he put together. He got a Steve Austin figure and then somehow he like pieced together all of the accessories from the defining moments, Steve Austin, he's going to like Frank and figure this together and put it in the defining moments box. And I was like, dude, nobody will ever even know the difference. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that being said, you know, this guy, uh, swamp grump is Tanner works at a comic shop here in town. He works, it's called great escape. He'll husband and I went to drop off the box. Obviously we're going to look around, see what figures they have, see what they got going on. And we came across this like bootleg dude love figure. And I don't know if you, if, I don't know, our dollar generals, are they like, completely like are they national like does everywhere have dollar generals um pretty sure yeah i mean i see them everywhere i go well we don't have them in hawaii or we didn't have them in hawaii so you know we always had them here growing up but we didn't have hawaii um but there was this was a dollar general store exclusive figure and it was um it was a dude love completely bootleg ripoff just like generic wrestler but the actual wrestler said dude love on his on his shirt you know and you guys can go to the instagram and scroll back a little bit and see this figure so we were just making a joke about it. And we posted it like, dude, what do you guys know about Dollar General exclusives? And we had so many comments on it. And then a 
Chick Foley follower wrote us and I'm going to pull up his, uh, his DM so I can read it to you guys, because it was just like, it was one of those like heartwarming moments where you're just like, Oh my God, you know? So this comes in from, after we post that, we get this uh, message from at Robert the hipster nine. And he says, Hey, I'm really sorry to bother you. Did you happen to buy that dude love bootleg? As a kid, I was sick with pneumonia in the hospital and my grandma bought me a bunch of these figures. They all ended up breaking and I've been watching eBay and online to try to find these. If you bought this, is there any way I could buy it off of you trying to get these for nostalgia? Um, wow. and I was like, Wow. I know, I know. So I was like, dude, like no sweat. I'll buy it. Like I'll go back. Cause it like the place isn't far from where my mom lives. So I was like, yeah, no worries. Like I'll go back and buy it tomorrow. So we called and we had, um, you know, them, them put it on hold behind the, behind the counter. And I went and picked it up the next day. And, um, he, we were asking him like, well, what other figures were there? Like, if you had all these, like what other figures were there? And he was like, there was one with a red Mohawk and circle glasses, a Scott Steiner knockoff with a spider on his chest. And there was one with a head that looks like hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, but he has Sergeant Slaughter colored camo pants on. Oh my gosh. Um, and, there, and there was one, there was one more, he said, but it was 15 years ago that I had them. And I don't remember the last one. I can send you a picture of the one with the Mohawk. Um, and he sent the picture of the one with the Mohawk. And it is just like so epic, like these little generic rip off like wrestlers, you know, but like, it's so funny because like, it's so like that to me is like, it's so cool how something so random, like can mean so much to someone, you know, that's the oh, cool thing yeah, about fig, sure. you know, the fig life and like, you know, the, like so many different toys and like why toys are so important because they strike that chord with us. Like his grandma, she was just like, Oh, my son likes wrestling. Like she went to her dollar general store. I'm going to get him some toys and like bought him like the, the wrestling toys. Those were probably like the only wrestling toys on the shelf. So she mm-hmm. bought all like the whole set for him. And like, I don't know, those stories just warm my heart and it was just like so super awesome. So it was fun to like help out a, a figure collector and really help him like get his hands on something that was, you know, obviously kind of hard to find. That'd be a cool collection of like random stuff. If you can just like start looking for this knockoff, like dollar store, Figures, yeah, I was know? surprised. I was surprised how many people commented on that post and were yes. like, "Dude, I would, I would love to have this. Like, I want, I want some bootleg wrestlers, or I had something like this, or I had a bunch of bootleg wrestlers." And I was like, "Oh my god, that is so funny." You know, people just like the things that we had as kids. Oh yeah, you know, you, you always have that one relative that gets you something like that. That's not just not quite what you want, but you make it work anyway. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, that's a cool exactly. Story. So. Yeah, so we're going to be shipping that out to him uh, this week, and I can't wait for him to get his hands on it. It's still it's still on the card and everything, so yeah, I'm pumped. Awesome. Uh, cool story. Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week, and this is a big one here. This is the height of WCW and possibly where it started going downhill. Right before it died, yeah. Um, so I picked this because Goldberg's coming back, so I felt it was only appropriate to choose uh, Goldberg versus Hollywood Hogan, um, an episode of WCW Nitro from July 6, 1998. So this is when Goldberg won his first championship against Hulk Hogan in the Georgia Dome, RIP Georgia Dome. I've spent lots of, lots of fun memories there. Um, but... Um, I just thought, you know, it was like, it was the most watched match during the Monday Night Wars. So, I mean, if that tells you anything about, about this match, um, but I thought since, you know, Goldberg's coming back and we're going to, we're going to kind of see like, you know, old man Goldberg, I thought I would like take you back a little bit for maybe for all you youngsters who don't know, or maybe for all of you people who are our age, who have forgotten the greatness that is Goldberg, um, to go back and, and watch this match. That was an awesome crowd there too. They filled up the Georgia Dome, which, you know. 
for a wrestling show, yeah. so for an episode of Nitro, is uh, pretty incredible. I pulled up the card from that same night of Raw and uh, main event there. Well, yeah, not too shabby either. Undertaker defeated Mankind in a number one contenders match for the WWE title or WWF title at the time. But uh, And we had a, a brawl for all match too. Drowsdorf, Darren Drowsdorf versus uh, Road Warrior Hawk. <laughs> It was WCW. So what would you say, Undertaker? No, this. No, this. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was the same on the same night that I just pulled oh, up what the, what the what okay. the, what Raw was go was was putting up against that. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. What Raw was putting up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. My bad. That was. Uh, I mean, this is they're going neck and neck at this point. They're still. I think Raw is probably yeah. still losing to uh, WCW at the time. But uh, yeah, this was a good time to be a wrestling fan. And yeah, I, I have fond memories. I, I'm probably. Probably watch more of that episode of Nitro than than any other episode ever. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy that they didn't save that match for a pay per view. You know what I'm saying? Like that was on a free episode of Monday Nitro. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy because that that they were building to that for quite a while, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, putting the title on Goldberg on national TV, it probably got probably got them badass ratings. But uh, it, I don't know where they went from there. Yeah, three years later, they were nowhere to be found. So yeah, if, that, yeah. if that tells you anything about, uh, you know, the what happened there, um, you know. But you can live in the glory days. Just go back to July 6th, 1998. Yeah, it's the best part of the network, man, is you can go back to just random stuff like that on an episode of Nitro and just relive, mm-hmm. relive it all from beginning to end. Um, we have quite a bit. Do you have any uh, non-Facebook listener mails before we get to? I, I posted a question onto the uh, our new Facebook group and uh, – got quite a few i saw boxes. yeah 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 so um i do have one i have one from the mvp himself marco denton what's he say? what's He's, he asking he says hello my favorite people i just like to mention that chick foley and ringside collectibles is the greatest signing since um Kawhi leonard and the toronto raptor or Kawhi. Oh, i can't believe i said Kawhi leonard and the toronto raptors i'm not one for negativity but i will cut an in your house canadian stampede 1997 bret hart level promo on anyone that thinks different <laughs> On to my question. We all know that NXT is phenomenal, and they've been putting on pretty stellar shows since its inception. And with the recent talent pool being ravaged by the main roster, the talent has been left in a Firefly Funhouse-like limbo. Hmm. I think it's because there's no bridge between the brands, and the talent just gets lost. Face it, they have two different audiences. My question to you and uh, Phil is, do you think that the NXT roster would benefit by being featured on Raw, SmackDown, or Pay-Per-View, or like 205 Live, um, or like 205 Live did when the brand started, mainly to get an unfamiliar audience accustomed to NXT stars? You guys are great. Love the show. And both of you, thanks for reading. Peace out. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt. We've touched on this before. Even if you didn't do matches like even if you didn't do NXT matches or have NXT talent come up and wrestle on Raw and SmackDown or during pay-per-views or whatever like at least talk about it like at least recap it and like tell the people on that are watching your main show like what's going on in developmental so that when those people get brought up they're not just like lost like he said 100% I mean they do it a little bit with the Royal Rumble here and there but I think you need to have highlights of TakeOver. I mean, it's your, your yeah. most popular brand. It's the thing that's working right now. So, yeah, just showing people what happened at TakeOver, even if it's a 30-second promo and you show, like, a move from every single match, uh, you, you know, with with Mauro Ronaldo yelling over top of the highlights, you know, it'll get people to tune into it. But, yeah, I mean, different nights, just maybe, maybe have some sort of – once a week you feature one – 
somebody from NXT every single week on Raw or SmackDown and, and have them involved in some kind of match or, you know, have them as a mystery partner or when you have, like like we said, this U.S. title tournament, put them in there, put them in some battle royals just to get these guys more familiar with the, the main roster fan base because, uh, you know, Lunch Meet South Dakota doesn't know who Matt Riddle is and uh, they won't unless you actually get him in front of people's faces before he comes up and, I mean, a guy like that who's super charismatic and is just talented as hell, it would just going to kill me if he comes up and debuts somewhere and just has crickets on his first night out. Like like when we saw Ricochet get announced by Triple H and people were just like, yeah. huh? huh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just think it's 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 so unfortunate how how it happens right now. And I feel like, you know, to me, NXT is one of the biggest values for getting the network. You know what I mean? Obviously you get all the great content, you get the pay-per-views every month and all those things, but like to get, I would pay, if, if it was just NXT, if I just got NXT, I would pay $10 a month to just have NXT and NXT takeovers. Like if it was only that. So I oh, feel yeah. like NXT yeah. is a huge value. So those people that are watching Raw and SmackDown, like they might, they, they may not give a shit about getting the network, but if you show them like some really amazing wrestling and some really amazing talent, because obviously they're watching a wrestling show, maybe they would like to watch a different wrestling show, you know, like show them what you have to offer um, and get them subscribed to the network. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. I don't understand on a three hour show how they don't do it more often, but great question, Marco. Appreciate that dude. Uh, our buddy from the Baltimore lead squad, Chris Straley asks, we kind of answered this already with takeover. With TakeOver, which stars in the main roster would you like to see make the move to NXT? We talked about that a little bit. Which stars mm-hmm. from NXT are most likely to get the call up? That's a great question there. So um, oh. I, I, I would say guys like Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole, but they're champions right now. I mean, I guess that didn't really matter too much with the Viking experience. Who, no, it didn't. I mean, where have they been, by the way? Have they been on and TV since the, since the whole name debacle? I haven't seen him, and it didn't matter with Champa either. He got called up, and he was the NXT champ. Yeah, true. You yeah. know, um, so I feel like that that really doesn't matter. They're just going to call up who they're going to call up. I definitely think Matt Riddle is on the on the verge of a call up. I mean, he is a certified star. I think he's just he's the next big thing. I think that um, you know, I, I God God hope I hope that he gets used appropriately on the main roster and they really do give him the the championship push that he deserves for sure uh chris also asked about the likelihood of nxt call nxt uk call-ups i'd like to maybe use that as just a breeding ground for you know move those guys up to nxt which is a bigger platform you know here and have yeah. you know, have pete done on a bigger stage before you move them oh, up yeah. to the main roster i agree i totally agree i think having those guys move from the uk to full sale um, is is a huge jump in and of itself, but just because NXT has such a bigger audience than NXT UK, um, and really introducing the the US audience to these guys because there's so many amazing talents over there. I mean, you know, Walter, you got Mustache Mountain, you got Pete Dunne, uh, you got Rhea Ripley, you know, Tony Storm. You have so much amazing talent over there that's just like waiting to like come over and just hit it big. Kenneth Dinkins asks us, with Adam Cole being crowned NXT champ, where does that leave Johnny Wrestling? Does he stay in NXT and move up to 205 Live or SmackDown Live? And I've talked about it. I mean, I'd love to see if they're really you know, passionate about 
building some of these other shows up and put Gargano on 205 Live with Gulak and some of these other guys and just have, you know, even if you put Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander back on there, I don't care because I want to see them wrestle. They're not do neither of those guys have done anything since the call up. I think Cedric Alexander's had a couple matches, but we haven't seen Buddy Murphy. Uh, and I think you could make that show pretty fun if you have. I mean, that's like the wrestling show on you know the on normal uh, television. Uh, that's on the network too, right? Uh, Two hundred five yeah. live. So it's kind of yeah. yeah, similar to NXT. But I mean, I think you could make that a, a must watch thing for real hardcore fans if you put more people on there, and um, that would be a good kind of medium spot for for Gargano before you know Champa, who's been cleared. We didn't really talk about that. Champa's been cleared to return. I know they'll probably ease him back in, but you know why not put Gargano somewhere else for a little bit and let them build that feud back up for, for the main roster. Yeah, I feel like right now, if if Johnny Gargano got called up to the main roster, he would definitely get lost in the shuffle right now. I hope that him and Adam Cole have another like rubber match. You know, I hope they have like their final their final showdown um, at the next takeover, and you know, just kind of in in that feud. Um, I mean, I don't know if it'll happen or not, but um, I think it would just be good. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Johnny Gargano leave, um, leave NXT. I just feel like he's just, he's just too good down there, and I, I just, I can already feel what's going to happen to him once he gets to the main roster because there are too many people in on the main roster already like Johnny Gargano. He's just going to get lost in the shuffle and be in that kind of Cesaro spot where it's just like, yeah, you know. For sure. And what about Johnny Gargano being in 14 of the 25 takeovers? That was pretty crazy, right? Yeah, that is yeah. crazy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he's been a, he's mm-hmm. been a staple down there for sure. So that... he truly, he truly is Johnny takeover. Yeah. Uh, David, man, we got some great questions on the Facebook group at the six month mark. What figures have stood out in 2019? Uh, great question from David Manzo. Uh, I mean, I'll let you go first on this one. And the first thing that comes to mind is that Mabel, that Mabel SummerSlam figure. It's it's badass, and those Bludgeon Brothers from Elite sixty five, I think it was sixty uh, six. Those are uh, awesome figures too. I really want to get those. They're they're super heavy in your hand. They're I mean the the deco on them is awesome, and they just look like you know they're they're just like a awesome look to them, even though they're not you know those characters anymore. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers really stand out, and so does Mabel. Yeah, um, the NXT NXT series four as as a whole, I think, kind of like stood out to me um, as standouts. I mean, the Ruby Riot figure, the Alistair Black figure, those were two incredible, incredible figures that I'm super pumped about. These new Hardy Boys, once you guys kind of see, if you watch the video and you see all the details and everything on those, I think you're really gonna love those figures. They they really kind of stand out to me. Um, what else? Any other figures that um, you know automatically like jump jump to the forefront of your mind? My brain is blank for some reason. I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, you you raise a good good point with those. That whole NXT line was awesome. Um, I really want to see this NXT 67 because there are some really nice figures there. Uh, when the those, Elite 67. Yeah, when those hit stores. I mean, I've seen the Jeff Hardy. That's that's beautiful. But that Velveteen Dream figure is nice. Uh, the Rey Mysterio and the Phantom outfit is cool from Halloween Havoc. So. Uh, yeah, we've we've had a pretty great year so far of of mm-hmm. figures, man. I can't wait to do our end of year recap. You know, it feels like it feels crazy that we're already almost halfway through the year now. I feel like we just we were just doing a Halloween episode, you know. I know. I was talking to somebody um somebody about that the other day. I was like, oh man, like yeah, or well, I guess it was just recently. I was like, we're gonna be doing our end of year episode. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like we're crazy. already half we're already halfway there. 
Yeah, for the uh, for the retros, the Braun Strowman retro is probably up there in in my top five right now. They did a whole new design on that. It looks really cool. It's a cool like t- looks totally different than all the other retros that have come out. So, uh, if one that's off the beaten path, that's one for me as far as the retros. So, great question nice. there, David. Uh, our buddy Adam Bell asked. We kind of talked about this already, but we can kind of rehash it. If Mattel said you could pick one figure in an upcoming line who would you pick kind of like what you already said about your San Diego comic-con mm-hmm. with the gobbledygooker and stuff like that. And what version of that wrestler would you pick? I'm with you. I think the NWO Hogan, I mean, we've, even if it's a ringside exclusive, we've gotten the Scott Hall, we've gotten uh, the Wolfpack sting. We've gotten the macho man. We've gotten everything in between. We just have not gotten this Hogan. He's back with the company. Just give us this damn Hollywood Hogan for, for God's sake. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I mean, I would love to see, I would love to see a China, um, in her black attire, you know, like the black with like the, um, the silver, like rings, like her classic, like DX style, um, China gear. I would love, love, love to, to have a figure of that. So if I could pick one figure at this very moment, because I already have the storm collectibles, so I could hold off on the Hogan for a little bit. Um, I definitely need a China to round out my DX collection. Jason Cook asks thoughts on how we as collectors should get to have should get to have more of a voice on some of the figures that are made. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it would be nice to be. You know, I feel like that's kind of you'd be spoiled if we could just pick whoever we wanted. The kind of the fun of it is just seeing which which series comes out when they when they unveil the the sets and you pick which ones you like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would be nice to have exactly what I want in every single set, you know, but the things that I want are maybe not the ones that are going to sell the best. So they kind of have yeah. to do more, you know, present day superstars and former superstars, a good mix of both. But it's funny that he asked this question because he husband and I had discussed something like this. I mean, not too long ago, we were talking about how like, especially some of these like really like niche figures, like the ones that like we as collectors want, right? Like, like the kids aren't going to buy them because they don't understand. They don't have any nostalgia to them. Like, like a gobbledygooker, for instance, let's just use a gobbledygooker. Um, like you could do crowdfunding right for these figures to get them made. And then those who, those who fund it like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter, um, you know, if those who participate in the Kickstarter, they will get the figure, right? Um, so that way you can get exactly what you want. Like all of these like little niche figures that like they, they don't necessarily need to go on shelves because the mass audiences, like the little kids aren't coming in buying the gobbledygooker, right? They want their AJ Styles and their Seth Rollinses and their Finn Balors and their Braun Strowmans. Like, but we as collectors, like we want these specific figures. And I think doing like some sort of like action figure Kickstarter, you know, if Mattel could do that and like maybe put up a list and like take a poll and see which figure. And then once the figure is selected, like do some sort of crowdfunding for it. Yeah. People, I think the the major brothers have been posting about Mattel, uh, doing like a Kickstarter GoFundMe type of thing for some more expensive, big, uh, display type pieces. And then once they get the number that they're looking for, they start producing stuff. I mean, I don't see why not. You can't just put a poll on social media and make, you know, whatever one gets the most votes, then start a GoFundMe page. If, you know, you get 100 pre-orders or 1,000 pre-orders, whatever you need, you just start making it. And that's how you, you know, give people, yeah. a, give people a vote and you kind of guarantee that you're going to sell a certain amount. I mean, yeah, who, who would have exactly. thought people would be wanting a fucking Red Rooster elite figure? Like, you exactly. know, how, how many of the, I, I never watched him wrestle. 
I mean, that was before yeah. I became a wrestling fan. I've gone back and seen him, you know, before, but I mean, he's not Hulk Hogan. There's no reason that anybody on the shelves would want to pick him up. But if you can get enough people, you know, pre-ordering it and putting money down, shit, start making whatever yeah. whatever people want. For sure, yeah, I definitely think that's that's the way to go. Is just like asking the people what they want and then getting that commitment. I think there's a difference, right? Like you can put polls up all day, but the dif- the people who answer the polls, like they may not be the same people who re- who are willing to put their money on the table, right? Like I could say like, oh, I want a gobbledygooker figure, but I mean, if I'm not gonna buy a gobbledygooker figure if they release it, then my vote really shouldn't matter anyway, right? So exactly. you gotta be able to you gotta be able to put that poll in and then then back what you're trying to do, right? And just and put your put your money where your mouth is. Very true, very true. Uh, here's one for you, Sheena. From This is from Charles Johnson on our uh, Chick Foley Show Facebook page. Best clearance figure find, wrestling or otherwise? Uh, Best clearance figure find? Um, let me think. I mean, I've spent the last six years in Hawaii, so there's not like a ton of clearance. I would say GameStop has probably been the most fruitful when it comes to like finding clearance finds like we've we got tons of those retro fests for like five bucks I, I mean that was like total steal so um i would have to say just you know my immediate reaction is retro fest figures from gamestop for five bucks good call i like that uh Ken, yeah. kenny uh good brother kenny from the baltimore Elite squad said will we see a lucha house party three pack ever and why and why it needs a pinata accessory, and it needs a pinata accessory. I think it would be super fun. Little kids would love it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. as, as soon as they make it, they'll probably split them up. But uh, yeah, I could see that as a basic pack, like you know, like a battle pack plus, you know, like or like a little like a you know three a little three pack that with it all together. Um, but yeah, we definitely need the the pinata accessory. But yeah, those guys. I mean. I think those guys, I think kids resonate with the, with the Lucha look just because it's like super fun and like the masks and all that stuff. Oh, for sure. All the colors. Yeah. Our final mm-hmm. question comes from Dominic Frederico. He says, what's your thoughts on Shane and this new alignment? Are they just going to leave Roman laying on Friday? Uh, I wish they would just build a fucking stable around Shane because what they're doing right now, I mean, he had Elias and Corbin with him for a while. Now he's buddying up with the revival I just feel like they pick and choose whatever heel is in like in a match that week and pair him with with uh, with Shane, whether it's uh, Drew McIntyre. It's just like give him like a core of people and just rebuild the corporation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't take anything that they're doing with these like mid Carter stables seriously because it just always fizzles out into nothing. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're just using this to to get to get Roman, to make Roman the underdog, to make him the baby face and like obviously have him overcome this, you know, all of these odds. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, they're definitely not going to leave Roman laying. Roman's going to come out on top for sure. Um, how did you miss this, this question from Kevin, our buddy, Kevin Harrison on the Facebook page says, if you could ask Vince one question, oh. what would it be? Well, we will end with, that. we will end with this question. Um, well, vintage, vintage Vince, I would ask, like, why did you screw Brett? Um, and modern Vince, I would just ask why. <laughs> why? Um, no, I would probably just ask, like, why Why he cannot give the talent more creative freedom. Like, I understand business is business, but, like, you hired these guys. Like, you should trust them to go out and, like – 
cut a promo. Like you've trained them. You trained them at the development or at the freaking NXT, you know, and all of these things. Like, you know, these guys have the talent to do things that you want them to do. Like, just let them freaking do it and stop micromanaging them. Like, why can't you let that go? Yeah, for some reason, the first question I wanted to ask is, why do you not like when people sneeze? Supposedly, he's like the biggest, like, doesn't like when people sneeze or yawn or get sick or anything. But uh, on the other side of the coin, I would just ask him, like, do you, you know, do you think know, some kind of way to phrase, like, do you think the the current product is good or do you think it would be better if Triple H was running the show? I mean, obviously, he's going to probably say, no, it's everything's great. But maybe, like, do you, do you listen to the fans at all? Because mm-hmm. it's clear that people are not happy with how things have – you know, yeah. WrestleMania was such a, a great night of of awesome moments. And since then, it's been, you know, I don't think, I mean, thank God for Hulu. We say this every week, but I mean, I get to watch Raw and SmackDown in half the time and yeah. uh, save quite a bit of my, you know, if I didn't do this podcast, I don't know how much of uh, Raw I would be watching, but uh, I do it. I do it for you guys. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so some great questions there. Like I said, I mean, a dollar to get onto our uh, our Patreon, support the show. And this Facebook page, I mean, it's I think we have like 40 or 45 people already. There's, you know, 100 posts or so. People are posting their collections and um, just a good place. To, you know, I'm sure it'll be fun during Raw and SmackDown and during pay-per-views to kind of stop in there and chat. But it's going to be more figure-related and uh, we're having a good time. So check it out there. We'll be back next week. We'll recap the Super Showdown Down Under mm-hmm. and, um, you know, get into some more fig news and answer your questions and have a good time. And uh, summer is rapidly approaching. I finally started watching uh, Avengers. Uh, what's the one before Endgame? My son's now being into Marvel, so we started watching uh, Infinity War. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't follow the Marvel universe. No. I hate to, like, I'm just, you know, I, I'm just too, um, I love like guardians, you know, but like, other than that, like, it's just too much. There's just too much happening. I'm too old. And I feel like there's just too much, too many storylines to keep up with these yeah, days. Then so. You would not like this movie because every single superhero in the world is in it. But I can't, I, it just, it goes without saying, but Batista is so fucking good in all of these movies. He's, he's hilarious in this one too. And the, Batista's the best. Yeah, I mean, I would have never have thought of all the guys who have come through WWE, I would not uh-huh. have thought he would be a successful actor, but he plays that role super well. But um, yeah. hit us up on, uh, you can email us at askchickfoley at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. And uh, any other final notes before we get out of here, Sheena? No, man. Uh, it's pretty crazy um, recording these at night now. I'm so used to recording in the afternoon that, like, you know, when we're done, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have to put the baby face to bed. Like, this has been, like, so weird. Like, he's been in bed for two or two, three hours. Yeah, welcome to my world. Now I get to try. This is my last night recording at the uh, in-laws' house. I'm going to move the computer Woo-hoo! move the computer back over to the, uh, to the dungeon, Stu yes. Hart's dungeon, and uh, we'll be back on regular time next week. But uh, yeah. seriously, thank you guys for listening, supporting the show. Our numbers keep going up and up every single week, and uh, it would not be the case without you, obviously. So we're uh, we're glad you dig what we're doing, and uh, we're going to keep coming out every single week. Every Thursday, we'll drop a new episode going forward. Uh, for Sheena Phelps, uh, this is Phil Gentile. Thank you guys for listening. Stay classy, Marks, and we will talk to you next week. Call me what you want me